seven main dispensations spelled out in the scriptures. A dispensation is a period of time or an age in which God has worked uniquely either through an individual or a people group. And we've been studying the different dispensations. We noted initially in the book of Genesis, the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, and then from there they were uh, cast out of the garden and we entered into a, a period of time known as the dispensation or often referred to as the dispensation of conscience when man was aware of his uh, doings right and wrong and and that climaxed with God seeing the wickedness of man's heart and therefore God chose to destroy uh, all living things all living creatures by a universal flood and that took us to the next little uh, dispensation um, to where Noah in leaving the ark, was told to go forth and multiply, um, replenish. Unfortunately, people did the absolute opposite. And uh, it was during that period of time that we see uh, and we read of cities, kingdoms, um, and uh, people not scattering but staying together. So God intervenes and scatters. Uh, and that brought to an end that period of time uh, dispensation of government and then there was the promise from Abraham to Abraham that God will provide a blessing to the whole world and that took us to the end of the book of Genesis uh, where God promised the Savior will come from the loins of Abraham and in the remainder of the Old Testament we read of the uh, nation of Israel the history of Israel climaxing in the Gospels of where they rejected Jesus Christ as their Saviour and the Lord Jesus brought into existence his church, the New Testament church. And we made reference to that this morning. And uh, we note here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, the uh, conclusion of this church age will be with this event that we refer to as the rapture. A note there in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 to 18, the Bible reads, For I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not. The word asleep is in reference to believers that have died in the Lord, Christians that have died physically. Sorrow not as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise.
are the dead in Christ, those that sleep in Jesus. The dead in Christ shall rise first, then, note verse 17, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them. The them in reference to the dead in Christ. With them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So this will bring to a climax the church age where all the redeemed from the time of Christ to the rapture, uh, the dead in Christ, those that uh, have God has chosen to take home. They will be resurrected first and foremost. The dead in Christ shall rise first. And then for those that are alive at his coming, that's my preference, I don't know about you, um, we will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. But the dead in Christ are there first. So you win either way. Amen. You win either way. And this draws to a close the church age. The church age. And as we read this morning, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 9, For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're taken from the earth. That wrath is in reference to a period of time known as the tribulation period. Daniel's 70th week, Daniel chapter 9. And we've made reference to that in weeks gone past. Then following those seven years, we will return with Christ. And this will be the seventh dispensation known as the millennial kingdom. This is the last of the dispensations of God's dealings with man before we move into the eternal realm. And this will begin with the second coming of Christ to the earth with the saints. And as we go to uh, Revelation chapter 19, Revelation chapter 19, please, verses 11 to 15, the rapture takes place obviously before we've been caught up to meet the Lord in the air, so we have been with the Lord for seven years and comparing scripture with scripture we would say that during this time we will come before the judgment seat of Christ and we will receive or lose rewards uh, and then uh, after that the conclusion of Daniel's 70th week we will come down back with Christ this is the second coming of Christ. And here in Revelation chapter 19, verses 11 to 15, it reads, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. Now, how many of those crowns will be crowns that you've earned, that I've earned, that 
we've had the privilege of casting at his feet. That's the crown. These are the crowns of believers. His head with many crowns, and he had a name that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses. That's you and I as believers. Clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Verse 15, out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. And with it it shall smite all the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress, the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. So verses 11 to 15 make reference to the second coming of Jesus Christ to the earth with believers. And if we had time, we'd go to Zechariah chapter 14, verses 1 to 4, and it talks about the Lord Jesus touching the Mount of Olives, that he will return and touch the Mount of Olives, and the Mount of Olives will split in two. And, uh, and we return with Christ, and we are welcomed with a battle the Bible makes reference to as the Battle of Armageddon. The Battle of Armageddon. The Battle of Battles that will take place and bring to a close the tribulation period. And we read there in verses uh, 19 to 21 of chapter 19, And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him with which he deceived them that received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. And verse 21 reads, And the remnant was slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. So our Lord defeats the beast, the false prophet, and the army, and then we move into chapter 20, and here in chapter 20, verses 1 to 6, we have before us this final dispensation known as the millennium, the literal reign of Christ upon the earth. And the Bible teaches us that while Satan is bound, we will reign with Jesus Christ for a thousand years on the earth. Note there in chapter 20, verses 1 to 3, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan and bound him a thousand years and cast him into a bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. So the Bible talks about 
that we will reign with Christ for a thousand years. And it goes on in verse number four and reads, And I saw thrones, and they sat, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Verse 5, but the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death have no power, for they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. From verses 1 to 6 of Revelation chapter 20, you'll read no less than five times a thousand years. A thousand years, a thousand years, a thousand years, a thousand years. A thousand years means a thousand years. The Bible teaches that Jesus Christ will reign upon the earth for a literal 1,000 years. And we will reign with Jesus Christ. And this will be the last but not least of the seven main dispensations spelled out within the pages of Scripture. And what a privilege that will be. The other uh, week or, or so ago, we looked at Matthew chapter 25, where those that have that proved their faith in Christ by how they ministered to uh to, to Jewish people, they will be allowed to enter into the 1,000-year reign. And so likewise, the nation of Israel, because they are saved by this stage. And you and I that are part of the New Testament church, we will return with Christ and we will reign upon the earth from Jerusalem in a refurbished earth, of course, because the earth has, will have received seven years of beating and battering. So God's going to have to refurbish a little. And he can do that with a twinkling of an eye. Because he is God. And we will reign with Christ for 1,000 years. So this is the last dispensation. Before God will usher, into, uh, usher uh, us into the eternal realm at the end of chapter 20 it talks about uh, satan being loose for a little season and satan for the last time gathers all that he can to combat almighty god but to no avail and the bible teaches us the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone verse number 10 then from verses 11 to 15 it talks about the great white throne judgment, this is uh, in reference to the second resurrection. The Bible talks about blessed are those that are part of the first resurrection. You don't want to be a part of the second resurrection, which is unto damnation. And this 
is the great white throne judgment. And then from chapters 21 to 22, we move into the eternal realm. So God be blessed and God be honoured that God has a plan for your life, God has a plan for my life. And as we look into the new year before us, beloved, rest assured that God's in control and God has a plan. God is at work and we just need to be submissive and we just need to be willing by faith to just trust God and allow him to lead us each step of the way. And this is what our Lord does with his redeemed church. Snatched up to heaven, we spend seven years delivered from the wrath of God to come. Then we return with Christ to the earth. Christ takes care of the enemy. And we enjoy, we will enjoy a thousand years of reigning on the earth with Christ. And then God will usher in the eternal realm. In Revelation chapter 19, verse 10, please. Note there, and I'll close with this. Revelation chapter 19, verse 10. It reads, this is in reference to uh, John the Apostle. As you can imagine, he was overwhelmed by what God had revealed to him. I would say so would, so would you and I be overwhelmed. And note there in verse number 10 it reads, And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant, in reference to an angelic being. And of thy brethren which have the testimony of Jesus, worship God. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I'd like to just close with that little thought right there. The testimony... The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. As we consider God's unfolding plan of redemption for sinful man, we see within each dispensation the hope of Christ, either prophesied or illustrated, pictured in type or some form. And in each of the 66 books of the Bible, we see Jesus Christ, that he is central. And as we come towards the end of the New Testament, the book of Revelation, the Bible teaches us that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Jesus Christ is central to the scriptures. Jesus Christ is at the center of Bible prophecy. How much does Jesus Christ mean? How much does Jesus Christ mean to you? How much does he mean to me? He is at the heart of future prophecy. And if we love the Lord Jesus, then we will love Bible prophecy. We will love Bible prophecy because Jesus Christ is at the heart 
of Bible prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Future Bible prophecy is all about Jesus Christ. And future Bible prophecy is a wonderful reminder, as I've already said, that God's in control. God is at work. God works from and for eternity. God knows what's best for you. God knows what's best for me. And as we prepare into the new year, let's trust God. Let's trust God. Did you hear me? Let's trust God. God's in control. God will work. It'll all work out in accordance with His will and future pleasure. The church family, 2024, it's almost here. Within, within a day, five odd hours. Let's trust God. I've read the back of the book. Three years. Three years. I got ahead of my Bible reading. I finished Revelation a couple of days ago and I thought, oh, 